If you're a fan of Zane, you've probably heard of some of her New York Times bestselling books like Addicted, Afterburn, and The Heat Seekers. Well, she just created a new podcast with Stitcher called Purple Panties. It's a scripted fiction drama that's a sexy, funny about three women who are navigating their personal and professional lives in Atlanta. But more importantly, Purple Panties is a story about finding out who you are living in your truth. If you're a fan of Zane books, you'll love the podcast. Purple Panties is out now for free on your favorite podcast app. You should check it out and subscribe. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Yes, welcome, guys. And we want to say thank you again for riding with us. Hello, 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 beautiful people. The email is thecaseycrew at gmail.com if you ever want to holler at us. T-H-E-E. Caseycrew at gmail.com. Um, before we get into the podcast, let me shout out to Dr. Oz and his wife and his yes, family yes. and his team, Cheryl, to his whole team. Just thank you guys so much. Mm-hmm. He had a, a gala last night at uh, Cipriani mm-hmm. and it was all about his uh, charity, his uh, charity with his call Health Corps, right? Yes, Health Corps. Right. And, and what Health Corps does, to put it in a nutshell, is they have an annual gala mm-hmm. that supports the charity. So there's a silent auction and it's an opportunity for people to donate money to this amazing foundation yeah they do mental health and regular health and just want to teach the students and and teens and kids early all about mental health anxiety whether it's uh low self-esteem uh suicide and health as far as what they eat what they put in their body Mm -hmm. all that so it was just a just raising money to do that more and to educate the teens and the kids more. So it was definitely a dope, dope, dope. Yes. All around mental and physical well-being for teens that may not be getting the attention that they need mm-hmm. in schools and from their parents. Yeah. So shout to Dr. Oz. We appreciate you guys inviting us. We had a great time. Yes. It was an honor to be a part of that night. Absolutely. Yes. So now let's start the podcast. Yes. Let's go. All right. Let's talk. What do you want to talk about? Let's talk Wendy Williams. Oh, Wendy Williams and her uh, husband, Kelvin Hunter or Kev Hunter. uh, It was just announced this week that they're getting a divorce. She filed for divorce. Yes. Um, A lot of people are calling her a hypocrite. A lot of people are saying, how could she not know? Uh, They've been married over 20 years. Who said that she didn't know? Um, What kind of random assumption is that? Well, allegedly, she didn't know necessarily that he got this woman pregnant. Who spoke to her and on what platform did she say that she didn't know? I'll say allegedly. I mean, there's no allegedly. That's nonsense. That is true. Allegedly, she didn't know. What? What do you mean allegedly she didn't know? She did not speak out on that topic herself. That's what I said, so, allegedly. That's, yeah, you but say insiders. allegedly is insiders bumping their gums. Um, not that I'm a big Wendy supporter, mm-hmm. but that just sounds like it could very easily be nonsense okay. coming out of people's mouths. Who knows what she knew? It would be very difficult for him to have such a long withstanding relationship with a woman. How many years is uh, it alleged to be? Between 10 and 15. Between 10 and 15 years and have no idea. There are going to be nights where your husband isn't sleeping at home and... A lot of other red flags that, not to say that they can't be missed, but 10 to 15 years, I'd be hard pressed to believe that she had no idea. So if someone is saying that, I might want to call BS on it. Just saying. And that's the conversation I want to have because there's a a lot of couples, a lot of relationships that this happens. And I'm explaining to you. Uh, Kevin, her manager and her husband, had allegedly full control of her life. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when somebody has full control of your life, the first thing that they do is they push all the people away from you. Yes. You know, they push your friends away. They push family members away. It's like systematic isolation. They push everybody away. Yes. So now you have to depend on them for everything. Yes. You have to depend on them for the phone. You have to depend on them to go out. You have to depend on them for everything. But let's talk about that in and of itself. Okay. It's very easy for me to understand certain people, and more often than not, it's women, but I'm sure it happens to men as well, certain people falling victim to that psychological warfare. Mm -hmm. I would say that it would um, most likely happen to young women Mm -hmm. and women with low Mm self-esteem. Because... 
you have to get there. You have to get to that point where the person in your life, and in this case, it's a man. So where the man in your life has enough power mm-hmm. and wherewithal where you're concerned to do that. A woman has to allow a man to push the people that are around her out. And I can see it happening to people in those two categories. A young person who feels as though they're in love and they slowly let the man in their life take Correct. control. Mm-hmm. And um, someone who has low self-esteem. Right. Where, you know, the man may say, you know, he may cut her down. Mm-hmm. at different instances and um, hurt her security and make her feel as though she's less than right. and then use those opportunities to push people out. I can see how that happens, but we have to address the fact that he was allowed to do that. Right. Absolutely. But he was allowed to do that because, you know, to to break it down, I say everybody has some insecurities, right? Everybody has I something that's so. securities, I right? I think so. And, um, Wendy Williams is, is a great journalist. She's great at what she does, but she has insecurities. And you say, well, how do you know she has insecurities? Well, she's human. Well, she's human. She, I think she spoke about it before. And then let's go back. Okay. I was talking to somebody about Wendy Williams and I was like, you know, I don't remember what I was talking about. I think I was talking about her face features or something. Why was would like, you do that? It wasn't nasty. It was just talking about her. And they were like, you know, that's not Wendy Williams. And I'm like, yes, it is. Then I had to think about it. And I, and I was like, you're right. Now, if you don't remember, and this is not a diss, this is um, honesty and truth. Do you remember what Wendy Williams looked like? When? This is what Wendy, do you remember Wendy like that? This particular picture, I don't really remember her looking exactly like But that's like what this. Wendy used to look like. She looks nothing like that now. She looks something like it. No, she doesn't. But she's changed, as I think most people change no. over time. Th- no, this is, this is, uh, this is a, a, a regular woman. Before and now she's not a regular. No, woman. no, no. Now she's enhanced, and, and now she's had boobs. She's done stuff to her face. She's done stuff to her nose. She's allegedly done things to her face. Allegedly, she's denied doing things to her face. Like she's All emphatically right. denied, for instance, having a nose job. All right, I've heard that with my own two ears out of her mouth. I just show you this but picture right here. You're saying that she's changed. And if you don't know what picture I'm but talking about, that's a very young picture. Sean. Just Google Wendy Williams Hot 97. Just say mm-hmm. Wendy Williams High 97 and all her pictures of Hot 97 or Wendy Williams WBLS and all the pictures when she worked there, you'll see the different pictures. So uh, that just tells me that maybe she had a little self, a little low self-esteem on certain things. Like we all do. I had self-esteem about my feet for, uh, I was insecure about my feet for years. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. It's the truth. <laughs> right. All right. So I think it's safe to say that everyone has, has some insecurities. Insecurities. But now it's the person that you pick, right? And the person that you're with. Mm-hmm. That can really define your life. Meaning, if you pick a person that feeds off of your insecurities mm-hmm. and controls you with them, that's not the person that's good for you. And that's what I think Wendy did. Wendy found somebody that she thought really, really loved her. And maybe, mm-hmm. maybe he did love her. And maybe they were together good. And then he seen what her insecurities were. Mm-hmm. And then once he's seen what her... Like ins- a predator. Like That's a predator. That's what predators do. Like a predator. Yes. And then realize what her insecurities were and took her insecurities and used it pretty much against her. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, it's kind of like... I'm going to push your family away. And all I'm saying is allegedly because I don't know. I'm just saying right, what people do. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's a door that's left open for a person to be able to walk into and dominate your life right. in that way. And her insecurities may have been that door. Right. And But what a lot of men do, and I, I think women do it as well, is they prey on those insecurities. Mm-hmm. And they use those insecurities against them. Yes. Where, you know, the first thing I do, like if I wanted to, to control, let's say you, Mm-hmm. The first thing I'm doing is I'm going to push your family away. Mm-hmm. I'm going to push your mother away, your father away, your brother, your friends, so you have no friends. So now, if you want to talk to somebody, who's the only person you have to talk to? You. Me. If I let you do that. Me. Right. Now, if you have a social media, you know, mm-hmm. we control it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I Because I'm the only one that you depend on, I help you can control it. I'm your manager, Mm-hmm. So I, I know where you're at. I know where your deals are. I know how much money you make. I know how to move the money around. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go shopping, who do you have to go through to, to spend some money? Well, that's just kind of crazy. I mean, it's the truth. I'm your manager. I, I shouldn't, no. yeah, I'm not I shouldn't saying, have to be able, I shouldn't have to go through you. You shouldn't. To get to my money. You shouldn't. But you know what? Which could be our money, but half of our is mine. Right. So if our money is in a pot, 
and I have to go through you to get to my money, that is insane. Right. That's but it's the truth. And you see what I'm saying? That's what allegedly he was doing. And I'm just saying this, and I, let's take it out of Wendy and Kev. We'll just talk about relationships like this, sus. But that's what a lot of men do. I, I can control you. You know, I know your insecurities, right? And all I got to say is, nah, they, they say you're, you're too thin. I think you're beautiful. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. You start thinking like, yeah, fuck them. He's the only one that rides for me. Right. You know and what I mean? Then, oh, they said that. Wait, wait, wait. Your, hold on, hold on, hold on. Your feet are too big. No, no, but then you know what winds up happening? Then he gets her in that, not her, but let the hypothetical woman X. Correct. Gets her in this comfy space. And then the next thing that he says systematically sometime later is, you know, I think you could eat. I mean, your butt's a little flat or, you know, you, you don't really have that much going on in, right. in like the boob area. Maybe, you know, you think you might want to get a breast reduction or so then you have the woman sitting there thinking like, wow, maybe I'm not sufficient. Maybe what they said about me being too thin is true. Right. Maybe I don't have enough curves. Maybe this, maybe that. So it's like a push and a pull. And that's what I mean when I say systematic conditioning, systematic isolation it's a manipulation. Right. It's like you said, preying on a person's insecurities and toying with them and seeing what the push does, seeing what the pull does and how you're able to direct that person's thoughts, feelings and emotions. And from what it seems, I believe that he was a master at that. Correct. Yeah, correct. And, and that's exactly what he did. And if you really think about it, I'm a master at making you feel good and then making you feel bad all at one, but controlling it. You and me are hypothetical. No, no, people. hypothetically. What are you about? Hypothetically. You just confuse me. <clears throat> hypothetically. I'm like, really? You do that to me? And I don't even know. You stupid. <laughs> you are a master. You stupid. <laughs> but I love you. It's like both. Exactly. But I didn't. I didn't mean that when I said that about you. Exactly. You know, I really love you. I think that you're brilliant. You know, it's like I said. It's that. It's that back and forth. Right. But that's what. Sometimes people are able to do. Mm-hmm. It's like I can control it. Keep all that negative shit away from you, and then tell you, baby, I, 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 I I'll take care of that. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You just, you just chill and concentrate on you on what you're doing. Right. Or you just chill. You, you go out there and be the star, Correct. and I'll quarterback the whole situation. Right now, going back to the Wendy and, and Kev situation. Now, think about it. Now, Kev, uh, I'll say allegedly because I don't know. Allegedly, but he did have a baby <laughs> with this this girl allegedly. with this lady. With this lady, right? Now, she was pregnant for nine months. Mm-hmm. So for the full nine months, Wendy didn't know that the girl was pregnant? Listen. And, and the reason I'm going to say that is because everybody knew. I don't but know who. if she was truthfully isolated in the way and that's what I'm that saying. I've heard. She known. In the way that I've heard that I don't really want to speak on, um, it is possible that he could have been in a relationship with someone for nine months where that woman had been pregnant. And she genuinely did not know, especially if his persona is I'm the man of the house. I'm the king of my kingdom. I come and go when I want. Mm -hmm. I do what I please. You fall back because that's kind of the gist that I get from it. Mm -hmm. I can see that happening. What I was saying earlier is that I'd be hard pressed to believe that in 15 years, she had no idea that nothing was going on. Right. Because you're isol- she may be isolated, but I don't think she was that isolated. I, where nothing comes back to you in 15 years. I think she... A handful of years, possibly. Yeah. Nine months, absolutely possible. Um, but there's something to be said about you know the person that you're married to mm-hmm. and you know what they're capable of. But... Um, for like I said, for a period, a short period of time, I believe that a person can conceal uh-huh. who they are and what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. But 10, 15 years, um, I think that the monster in you would rear its ugly head where I might have to step back and ask myself that question. And he didn't. He, from what I understand, he's not a nice person. Right. You know if your husband's not a nice person. You know if yeah. your husband or your wife has demons yeah. or if the devil can call upon them and the phone picks up. You, you, we, we know who we're with. Yeah. You know, even if you want to deny it. But if your man talks to you crazy, 
allegedly puts his hand on hands on you, emotionally abuses you, tears you down, purposely hurts you, and and uses your emotions as a weapon against you, I think you know that they're capable of the worst. But this is the thing. So hold on. So even if she didn't know what was going on, she's a smart woman. I'm sure that she's asked herself that question several yeah, times. Yeah, but this is the thing. And this is what a lot of people deal with. It's like you take the good with the bad, mm-hmm. you know? You say, shit, I'm Wendy Williams, and I talk about everybody on the radio. Mm. Mad people come try to fuck me up, beat me up, threaten me, all this other shit. Okay. He held me down through all of that. He was the one that fought those people off. Mm-hmm. He was the one when the streets tried to, to jump me and shoot shoot at me and come rob my crib. He was the one that held it down. Mm-hmm. He was the one that made sure that I got more money because he demanded more money because he was my manager. Mm-hmm. And that's how a lot of people look at it. But like, so... So maybe he so, did. So maybe. She, she could be looking at like, what have you done for me lately? And in her mind, it's like everything. Correct. So it's like, yeah, I'll take this little bit on the side. This little bit of. The good with the bad. I, yeah, I'll take this little bit. Matter of fact, I don't even want to know what you're doing on the side. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't even want to know because you ride with me so hard. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. Because this is what it's really about. Our home, our son, our business, my success. And until, you really have in my back. Until you fuck up the business. And everybody knows. Now it's so out of control that the lid is off of the can. I can't get out here on this stage and talk about my ride or die nature anymore. I can't talk about this ring is never coming off. I can't talk about this is forever. I don't care what none of y'all say. Bleep the rumors. I can't really say that because now there's a whole other little human being that has entered this world that... The world may have found out about before I even found out about Correct. it. So now I'm the topic on news stories. I'm a hot topic. I'm, you know, the center of a lot of these blogs. I'm the one that is in people's mouths right now. Mm-hmm. So now you have me looking crazy. I can't be up here doing my job, which is to criticize other people's lives and tear them down when my whole house is burning down. Right. Because now my business is messed up because you got me looking like a hypocrite. Right. So now I have to leave you because maybe my heart wants to, maybe my heart wanted to for a long time, but more importantly than you, the business demands that I do something or else my word and my credibility ain't about nothing. Correct. And now, now it's at that point where it's like, like you said, you embarrass me. You open Pandora's box. Mm-hmm. Now it's not a just, well, it's a rumor or I heard this. Now there's physical evidence. There's proof. This is DNA. There's DNA, it's right? Five, ten fingers, ten toes. Like a lot of guys and a lot of women would like, well, you can't say I cheated because you can't prove it, right? Yeah. That's most women and most men. Like mm-hmm. if you didn't see the dick in the pussy. Come on. Then you can't say, but. When there's a little man or little woman that came out of it, mm-hmm. that's your proof. Right. And that's now everything changes. Yes. And that's what I think happened in this case. And now, I, you know, the only reason we're talking about this, because I know a lot of people go through the type, this type of thing in a relationship. But now, like I was thinking on the way home as I'm driving. She's been with him 25 years, right? Mm-hmm. I think married or 21 or something like that. That's all she knows. Right. So now the first week, it's all good because she has family and friends and everybody's around her. Yes. The second They're probably week, rallying around the her The second right week, now. it's all good. Yeah, girl, this, that, and the That's other. That's a good point you're about to make. Now the third week, mm-hmm. mom and dad go back Leave home. Leave it up to you to make the good point. Go ahead. Right? Mom and dad go back home. Mm-hmm. Fourth week, sister got to go back home because she got her own family. Mm-hmm. You know, fourth week. The friends, no, you're on the fifth week. Oh, you're the fifth, the fifth week. week. <laughs> the fifth week. Now the friends that was right. riding with you, and going out with you every night, holding you down. Mm-hmm. Now that men are at home, like, all right, enough of that. Bring your ass home back home. Yeah. Fuck all that bitch. Fuck that bitch. You got right, you on the phone family. too much. Like we got a family and kids. Exactly. It, and now life what happens? will go back to its per usual. Now you're back by yourself. Now yes. you're by yourself, stay, staying in that plush crib or plush condo, all those bedrooms, and now you're by yourself because your mm-hmm. son is in school. Or your son's out with his friends now. Isn't he in college? I'm not sure. I think he's um, of college age. So she might be by herself, by herself. So now she's by herself, by herself, right? And now you're scared to date because every man that you think about dating, you're thinking... Is a pariah. Is he just here for my money? Mm -hmm. So now what do you do? 
And then what happens? He calls right at that right moment. Hey, babe, I just want to say I'm sorry, you know. I ain't really, you know, what I did was wrong and I treated you wrong and I treated you dirty and just that and yada, yada, yada. But just remember, no matter what, who rode for you? Who, when when shit was tough, who who helped you? Where was all your friends at then? Where was your mom and your sister at then? Where was your friends at then? I was there. Face I was it, there. you need me. Right, so now what do you start we to do? We need each other. You start breaking down a little bit. I can see that... Um as a potential reality. And then six, seven weeks later, in the press, me and my husband are working it out for our family. A lot of um, a lot of people have done that. Then the cycle, what happens? Then the cycle begins and he's just more careful. You see what I'm saying? Now, you start come back in slow. Mm-hmm. And you do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? You know, you know how she feels. So then what do you do? Well, you know, the... I just need a little extra money to buy her another Ferrari, you know, because the other Ferrari broke down. Come on. I know, but maybe not that far. But you start doing that. The other Ferrari is repossessed. Yeah, I, Wendy was, Actually. Yeah, Wendy repossessed it. She re- repossessed it? I don't know if she repossessed it because I heard another story, but... Well, just for people that may not know, just clarify what you're talking about. I know they said that, um, I mean, who knows what the news, that the car that he allegedly bought his... Uh, mistress. Side chick. Mistress, a baby mom. is new baby mom. New baby mom. You give her that much respect to call her a baby mom? She is a baby She's mother. She's a side chick. Okay, side chick, chick mistress. She's a side... You're a side chick for 10, 15 years. You should be referred to as nothing other than M and F and side chick. But you know, a lot of people will say she won. What do you mean she won? Because he had... He left her wife. His he wife. He left his wife. And now he's with her. Um, no. That's what she wanted, right? No, his wife... Ultimately left him because clearly he would have stayed throughout the baby and everything else. He stayed with this. He stayed with his wife for 10, 15 years. It seems like it just would have been a continuation. The reason why he stayed is um, something that can be argued. Um, Honestly, a lot of people would be... uh, They would have their druthers to think that he stayed, obviously, because of the money. um, Because... You know, it's not as though he was just getting his rocks off and spreading it around from chick to chick to chick. You know, I could see them having a conversation where, you know, it goes a little like this. You know, we've been together for 25 years, you know, since we were young. It's only been you and I. And, you know, I'm a man. And, you know, I just want to experience something different. And I could see the conversation going that way. And I could see her saying, okay, Maybe we can work this out. But he, I mean, I don't know if he was spreading it around, but if he was, it was in addition to this one singular 10 to 15 year affair relationship. That's like a second wife. Hold on. You have a second home. Yeah. You know, that's a whole other situation. That's something else to contend with. Well, see, the, the thing is, is he allegedly used Wendy's money to fund her life. To fund her life, but not just fund her life, right? Let's say he had her in a crib in, I don't want to disrespect Newark, but had her in a crib in Newark, right? Some fucked up ass crib. Okay. He had her in condos. Mm-hmm. He had her She was living driving high Ferraris, on the jewelry, he was li- she was Chanel living bags. High on the it was a little different. Allegedly on Wendy's dime. Correct. That is 100% foul. Now, but, but back because, to- Because like that's, that is. is disrespect is. to a whole other level. So, allegedly. But it goes back to what I'm saying. Now, what happens after? Hold on one second, baby cakes. Allegedly, he like took. Like how you call me baby cakes. <laughs> I'll call you something else tonight. Big dick. Come on. Um, allegedly, he took their money, mm-hmm. he and Wendy's money, and bought his side chick a Ferrari Correct. as a push present. Right. And it's said that the day of or the day after the divorce papers were served, Mm -hmm. that that Ferrari was repossessed. Correct. So you were saying that she had it repossessed? I'm not. I mean, she would have to have it repossessed. Mm. Because to have your car repossessed, you would have to miss at least two, three payments. And I don't think it's been that that for two, three payments. Can you imagine... (laughs) Can you imagine 
how disgusting it is that you as a man would take your money that you share with your wife and some would call it your wife's money Mm -hmm. to buy your side chick a gift. And then when your wife divorces you, you have to take that gift back to the store or in this case, have it repossessed because you can't afford it on your own. That's pretty disgusting. Yeah, it is. If that's the case. If that's the case. But back that's to what, pretty disgusting. It is. But back to what I was saying before. He seems like a disgusting human being. How do we know Wendy doesn't go back now? Like, like that whole process I just told you. We don't know. You know, hopefully with God's blessings, she will get support. Right. She will get support. I would say help, but I prefer the word support. Someone mm-hmm. in her, her situation who self-admittedly has addiction issues. Correct. Addicted to drugs. Um, a self-proclaimed alcoholic. I would hope that she would accept the support from her friends and family and also professional help. Right. Um, so many people would benefit from professional help. It's not something to be embarrassed about. It's not something to be ashamed of. As humans, we all deal with things that just another ear, um, someone speaking positively to you and possibly on your behalf can mean so much Mm -hmm. to a person's psyche and um, therefore their life. It can make all of the difference. Just feeling like you have someone that you can talk to Mm -hmm. that will genuinely listen and genuinely want what's best for you and advise you in that manner. And, you know, especially someone that's not just speaking off of their own personal experiences. They are professionals. Right. Like they have been trained to do this, trained to help you. So I hope that she continues that support. She said that she's um, getting out of her sober house in uh-huh. a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So she already started the process. So hopefully just some psychological help, some therapy to continue so that she doesn't fall back into that pit right. of addiction. That I would I would pray. Um, and I have prayed for her. Mm-hmm. I have prayed for her. Because no woman wants to see another woman in this situation. Right. I think we can all relate to maybe if it's even if it's the smallest of details of what she's gone through. I think that most people can relate to a little something and you never want to see someone else suffer. You never want to see someone else fail. I know that Mm -hmm. people do in her situation because she's not the most wholesome of women when it comes to her previous attacks on other women and other people that may have been going through the same thing or something similar. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people wouldn't extend the same courtesy or grace to her, but I will. So I've prayed for her and I pray that she receives all of God's blessings to withstand any future possible attempts that he may make to come back into her life and ruin it. Absolutely. Again. And and that goes to any woman out there that's dealing with that. And, you know, just make sure that what you do, you, you really think about it. And sometimes you just need that clear mind. Um, you just need, you know, just just keep in mind that, you know, at first it is great and your family's there and everybody's there and. You know, they're all surrounding, they're rallying. But, you know, in three, four weeks, just remember that family leaves and you have to figure it out on your own. So just know what it is. Right. So you have to get a grasp on you and you have to understand that you have to be your own advocate. You have to stand up for yourself Mm -hmm. and you must be strong and tell yourself that you can do it with the help of others or by yourself if it comes down to it. Hopefully it's with the help of others, but if it comes down to it, you really have to pull up your bootstraps Mm -hmm. and make it happen for yourself because she's in a very volatile position and she went on that hiatus And um, I think originally it was with the impression that it was because of her Graves disease. And I think she had injured a part of her body Uh and um, claimed that it needed to heal. But I think that most people believe that it was because she was going through these personal issues at that point. We don't want to see her or anyone's career suffer as a result of what's been done to you. And as a woman, I'm going to say by a man. Right. So I wish her the best. What 
was interesting to me was the other day, um, I think it was two days ago on Monday, she made a comment on her show mm-hmm. regarding having two faces. Right. Saying that, you know, I think it was her way of addressing it to her audience because everybody's sitting there like, yeah, that was whack. It was cheesy. Like you, you're going to say something. We all, we, we all know about it. We're all talking about it. You're talking about everybody else's business. What about your business? So she said something to the effect of, and I hope I get it right. Um, your business is our business or our business is your business. Right. Basically alluding to the idea that we're talking about everybody's business, including my own. Correct. But it took her a while to get to that point. Yeah. Even and that's even if she's really realistically at that point. Right. But I think it got to a point where she figured I have to say something. I have to address something. And that's when she talked about her um her goal being sobriety, mm-hmm. her being in the sober house. And she talked about what I think and she was right, what a lot of people do, wearing two different masks. Mm-hmm. Having a mask that you put on for the world, you get up, you go to work. You have that mask, you know, sitting on the passenger seat before you get out your car door and go into work. You put that mask on and you do your job and you have people under the impression that you want them under. And then when you get back in your car and you go home, you take that mask off and then you're part of the real world and you're living real life. Mm-hmm. And I thought that out of everything that she said, you know, yeah, I, I, you know, I have to live um, a better life for me and my son. I'm on that path, et cetera. But that was what was interesting to me. You know, it's true. Most people put out what they want you to see and what mm-hmm. they want you to believe and the impression that they want you to be under. And then on the other side, there's the real them and all of the problems and um, everything that comes along with being human. Yeah, I think that's bullshit. What's bullshit about it? All of it. Um, yes, that's that's the case for normal people. And that's the case for everybody. I mean, even even with us, um you can't sit there and talk about somebody's life all day long, right? And give you a comment and break their life down. And when it comes to you, you talk about, I have two different masks. Fuck that. No. If you're good enough or can talk about everybody else's life, mm-hmm. laugh, joke, cry, all that other shit, when it mm-hmm. comes to your life, keep that same energy. I agree. You know? Um, she has been um, very hypocritical. Fuck that. When it comes She's to been very our shit, there's been a lot of shit that... Probably would have been, uh, I would say, communicated better if it was just me and you and just talking through our shit. But we feel like we owe our listeners the truth. And whether it's the good, whether it's the bad, whether it's the ugly, whether it's shit we don't want to discuss, whether it's shit I don't want to discuss. I mean, I talked about shit about me being insecure and a lot of the stories that we talked about. I know that's not easy. People wouldn't want to talk about and a lot of shit. You know, we cried after, we laughed after, we joked after. But the reason we do it is because... I don't want to say we take an oath, but if we're able to talk about everybody else, then fuck it. We're able to talk about ourselves. And there's nothing that I I can say that we haven't addressed. And if you listen from podcast one to I don't even know what podcast we up to. You've heard a a little bit of everything about our life mm -hmm. from us trying to have kids from shit. Me sharpening on myself to, you know, us going through stuff in our relationship to everything, everything, things that I'm not proud of. You know, things that you're not proud of, things that we're not proud of, raising our kids, all that other shit, you know, everything, uh, your, your mother, like everything. So if you're going to put yourself in that light, talk about it. If not, it is what it is. But, you know, what's interesting to me, it's strange that from someone with her mental capacity, because I'll say she's a very bright woman, mm-hmm. that she didn't come to that conclusion earlier. You, it's all about authenticity. And it's all about that. So you comes to your love life to something but, that matters but no, to but you no, so much. No, it's all about authenticity. You mean the world to me, but I'll put our business on front street in a heartbeat because that is what this is all about. That right. is why we do this. It's about sharing with the hopes that people can relate to you and be helped and identify, helped, identify and take something away from what you've experienced. Mm-hmm. So with her having gone through this for so long and not sharing or going in the complete opposite direction right? and defending something that she knows is wrong, 
to me is very inauthentic. And I would think that someone like her would know that it would suit her better. It would suit her audience better to just be honest. Maybe not from the get-go. Maybe she needed to get her footing first, but sooner than she did. But Maybe I'm out of place to even say that because I don't know what it feels like to deal with all of the emotional issues that she's been dealing with and the dependency issues that she's been dealing with. And I'm talking about dependency on the drugs and dependency possibly on the man. So I'm 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 saying that from an outsider looking in mm-hmm. and I personally know that when you're an insider looking out things are very very different. So I do want to give her that respect to say that this is the opinion of an outsider. Mhm. Um okay, I don't agree. I mean, uh, fuck you all that. You don't respect that though? No. No, 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 no. I mean, and I'm just talking through it as I'm thinking it. Mm-hmm. I, and I'll just leave it at this. You can't put somebody's business out there, talk about so much shit, laugh and joke, and then when it comes about your business, you're quiet. That woman has broken a story about Method Man's wife having cancer Mm -hmm. that nobody was supposed to know that somebody from the hospital allegedly faxed her and she announced that story. Mm -hmm. You know, talked about people being gay Mm -hmm. and didn't give them their chance to announce it. Mm -hmm. I'll just say allegedly. So when it comes to her story... Say it. Be 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 woman enough to say it because if it comes to everybody else, you're woman enough to say it. And 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 and, and that's how I look well, at it. Well, I agree with you and I'll um wrap it up by saying that that's why in the beginning um of us talking about this story, I said that I'm not the biggest Wendy supporter because while I find her entertaining at times, I loathe the lack of respect that she has for people. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe that people's deep, dark secrets or their personal woes are funny or should be the butt of a joke. Right. And I find that the way that she goes about it more often than not is very distasteful. I think there's a way, I think, I think there's a line and I think that there's a way to deliver a story, give the people the information that they want entertain and still be respectful at the same time and she hasn't mastered that so there you have it and i'll finally say that what's happening to her right now i think is a gift and a curse i think that there are blessings Mm -hmm. in this whole situation and maybe for her it had to come to this head in order for her to get out maybe she would have stayed and suffered for many more years, maybe for the rest of her life, if it didn't happen that way. So this may be, ironically, God's way of blessing her. Right. So. Okay. All right, let's get to an email. What you got? Wish you the best. Okay. Say goodbye to expensive TV bills with Philo. Philo is the cheapest way to watch over 50 of your favorite channels like BET, VH1, MTV, and more. Catch the biggest shows on TV like The Walking Dead, Love and Hip Hop, SpongeBob, and Paw Patrol for the kids. You can even watch The Breakfast Club on Revolt. Now, Follow costs only $20 a month, so you'll save hundreds each month on your TV bill. Now, it's available on Fire TV, Android TV, and Apple TV, and more. There's no, 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 no commitment it's hassle-free and cord-free. To start your free trial, visit philo.tv slash Crew. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash Crew. Uh, please leave my name out. Hey, Envy and Gia, if you read this on your podcast, please leave out my name. I love your podcast and you have a beautiful family. Thank so you. my question is, should I stay with my broke and illegal boyfriend? He broke. Broke, broke. Story. I'm 25 and he's 28. We met online and started officially dating a month ago. Neither of us expected to have such a strong connection with someone we met online, but it's crazy how things uh, with him have turned out. I feel so free and open with him and have never felt this way about anyone before. When we first met, he advised me that he was from another country and was pursuing his master's degree over there. He'd come to the U.S. for a work exchange program, but eventually he would have to go back to finish his degree. After talking some more, he later told me that he was overstayed his work visa by a few weeks, but was afraid to tell me. 
He knew that I would not have pursued a relationship. If he goes back, he will not be allowed back in the country because his visa expired. He can no longer legally work here or pursue an education. He's been doing random odd jobs to pay his rent and other bills, but that usually leaves him with no extra money. We rarely go out because he doesn't have money and I'm too old to be in a Netflix and chill relationship. He constantly tells me that everything will be okay and he's going to figure out a way to get his status corrected and finish his degree. However, I'm not sure if I can stick around to wait for him to get it together. I work a corporate job and make decent money. I want to be with someone who is equally yoked and can build a family with. Furthermore, I know my family would never approve of him, especially my mother. She will just think he wants a visa. Should I continue to be in a relationship with him or am I just dumb for thinking this will work out? Best wishes. Rashawn. Yes. I'm surprised you chose this email. It's good. They've been in a relationship for a month. I think that the answer is laying right there in the email. What? They've been together for a month. Okay. In a month, there's always these problems. So what do you think? He's illegal. You cannot achieve so many things that you would hope to achieve in a relationship that you would ultimately hope would turn into a marriage with someone that is here illegally. If it was your longtime love, your childhood love, you both came from another country, you're both illegal or, you know, you were in the country with him and you fell in love. It's a longstanding relationship. You come back to this country. He comes. He's illegal. He can't stay for whatever reasons, etc. Then there's something to talk about. She's from here. He's from there, wherever there is. They're in a brand new relationship. They can't have a great future because he can't be here. <laughs> and if he is here, he's legal. So that's going to limit the type of jobs that mm-hmm. he's able to get. And if he can't get a great job or start his own business legally, then you're already entering the relationship with the foresight of financial problems. Mm-hmm. I understand that there's a connection and there's a love, but I'll just wrap it up by saying that I would cut my losses at this point. Okay. All right. And don't say, why would I pick that email? These people, they've been together emails, for a month, but she has you read obviously, an email from someone that's been in a relationship for, but obviously weeks. she's having a problem and needs some help. So it doesn't matter. No stupid, no question. I'm just a stupid saying, question. I'm so, I didn't say it's a bad question. I appreciate you said it was that. a bad email. I didn't say that. You just said that. I said, I'm surprised that you chose this email. Girl needs They've some help. They've been together for four weeks. Then she needed to hear that. Cut your losses. All right. We'll go to another email. You don't, you don't want to hear what I had <laughs> to say? You're not going to say what I didn't say. I didn't want to hear what you had to say. I just said what I had to say. What do you have to say? Cut your losses. Okay, let's right. move. You're not alone. More than 10 million women in the United States take the pill, and the struggle to receive it is real. It's time to level the healthcare playing field, shall we? For Hers.com, a new women's wellness brand, is putting your body back in your control by providing access to licensed doctors online who can evaluate you and, if appropriate, prescribe you birth control that can be delivered directly to your door. No more taking time out of your already busy day. And since everyone's body is different, For Hers offers 10 different well-known birth control options. I have friends that use For Hers and they love it. Order now and my listeners can get their first month of birth control for just $5 from For Hers slash Casey Crew. Now that's available while supplies last and subject to a doctor approval. See website for details. Go to hers.com, forhers.com slash Casey Crew. That's F-O-R-E, excuse me, that's F-O-R-H-E-R-S dot com slash Casey Crew. Restrictions apply. See website for details. All right. Hey, Envy and Gia. Let me start by saying I love your podcast. Listen to them daily. My question today is about starting life early. I'm 26 and my husband is 27. We've been together for nine years. Okay. See? This this October, off and on though. Mm -hmm. And we've been married for five years this November. How did y'all make it after being young teen sweethearts? I've learned that this is hard to be married young when we're both growing and evolving and changing. And sometimes we can't keep up with the changes. My husband sometimes says, I like the old you. Referring to when we were 19, (laughs) but I'm not that person anymore. How did y'all all all live with the growing and evolving of each other and still able to be married after these years? By the way, we have two children together. So parenting also takes a toll on our marriage while we're figuring out our careers, figuring out ourselves, etc. Please help. Please let me know what podcast if you choose me. Sincerely, Kay. 
right. Well, the thing with, with being married with somebody, like you said, young, is of course you evolve and of course you change. You know, everybody changes. Everybody evolves. Every, the way you look at life is just different. I mean, when I was 18, I didn't look at the same way I look at life now that I'm 21. <laughs> What's so funny? Nothing. Continue. So for myself, yes, things change. But I think also you should be changing for the better, you know? And if he's not changing for the better, those are the conversations. And when he says he wished the old you, what old you is he, he wanting? The, like like the 19 old, 19 year old you. Like I mean, I can understand you before. No, it doesn't have to be, no, it doesn't kidding. have to be no, young kidding. and dumb. It could be, it could be maybe, you know, at 19, she was more, you know, just loves to do fun things. Just loves to go out. More just spontaneous. More spontaneous. Yes, the 19 year old you where you didn't have responsibilities right. or have your head screwed on as straight or was very rooted in your thoughts, feelings, opinions, and emotions. Possibly. Or maybe, you know, maybe at 19 you would suck his dick and lick his balls and maybe you're just sucking his dick now and he's like, I really missed the licking the balls part. <laughs> like, it could be so many different things. You need to get down that to... might be it. No, you need to find out what he misses at 19. You know, mm-hmm. that's what you didn't tell us. What What is he saying he doesn't like at 19? Is it the way, you know... No, he doesn't like now. No, he, he doesn't like now. 19, yeah. Maybe, you know, you used to give him a massage or maybe you used to cook or maybe I used to talk more or maybe you used to go on dates. What does he miss? And that's what you need to find out. Because maybe what he misses is something that he really misses and that maybe you guys need to talk about and, and fix. Or maybe it's something that you it just can't happen. Like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe he misses the fact that, I don't know, that you took it in the butt. And now you don't like Come taking on, it in the butt. Sure. That's something different. I mean, it's just things I'm thinking about. You know, it's just whatever. Of course, that would be what you'd be thinking about. I don't know. Maybe it's just things that, you know, are different. And you need to get down to the bottom of that. Just don't have a surface conversation. Ask the man. What do you miss? What do you wish I did more? What? Find out what he's missing, what he feels that you changed, and you do the same. Look, hey, look. You know, you had a bush when you were 19. I don't like that bush anymore. Cut the bush off. Like, what don't you like? You know, you used to, you know, really, really take me out and romantic. And now you're not romantic anymore. I want you to be romantic with me. That's the conversation you you need to have. Um, I think that for us and drawing from our experience, I would say that both of you need to wake up every day thinking about the other person's happiness Uh and take on their happiness as your happiness. Like I look at you Mm -hmm. like your happiness is my happiness. Okay. When you're hurt, when you're upset, when you feel as though life isn't everything that you want it to be on a particular day, uh-huh. I hurt. I hurt. So my happiness is your happiness. Your happiness is my happiness. You want to make me happy now? Rashawn, why would you do that? Do what? I'm not even going to address you right now. I'm not going you're to not address gonna, you. You're not going to address no, me right see, now? now? You're trying to mess up my whole train of thought. I'm not, And I'm not going to tell them what just happened. I'm just going to let that slide. All right, go ahead. You, there is something legitimately wrong with you. Go ahead, finish. How can I even finish what I was going to say after you just did what you just did? Go ahead. You saying that they should have a conversation? He just flashed me, people. <laughs> it wasn't a little flash. It was a big flash, too. Anyway. Go ahead. Like, why would you? Anyway, I'm just going to get back on I'm, this, I'm just, this, this track Just that telling I was on. you what you need to do after the this podcast. The truth is, regardless... When you're upset and when you're in pain, I honestly take on that pain. Mm -hmm. I take on that hurt. If it's disappointment, I take that on too. And what you said about two people needing to to grow and evolve together Uh is essential. And if they each put the other's happiness first, Mm -hmm. then they will be able to to do that they'll be able to bend and flex as they grow and as they change but if the other person's well-being and happiness is at the forefront of their minds then they'll be able to succeed they'll be able to take their relationship to all of the new heights that it reaches at different stages of their relationship right but And I'll take a page from your book because you always say it is about communication. And a page out of my book is that 
it can't be surface. Like, I am so against surface conversations and saying things that just sound good for the time being Mm -hmm. or sound good in a conversation, but really have no meaning. And if it does have meaning, the other person not taking the time to understand or to really get a good grasp regarding what you're talking about or how you are feeling, you really do need to get to the bottom of things because we go through so many things as we move through different stages, especially if you're talking about a young relationship that's blossoming into an older relationship and then Mm -hmm. blossoms even more into a mature relationship. Our wants change. The things that we're exposed to changes. And when you're exposed to new things, you may want to go different places and going different places can potentially mean leaving someone else behind. But you have to have the mind frame that you're going to reach out your hand behind you mm-hmm. and grab the hand of the person you're with and take them along with you. So things have to be done with respect. It has to be done with mindfulness and it has to be done in unison. And if you're able to do that, then you'll be able to move through life together and be able to complement each other's wants and needs. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, I agree that that conversation should have, and like you said, not the surface conversation, the real conversation. Hate a surface conversation. And talk about what bothers you. Like, what's this reason? What's that reason? And I think from that conversation, you can actually get a good grasp of what he means and what you mean and, and then go from there. And with the willingness to do what it takes to make each other happy. And it can't be... It can't be one-sided. Both of you have to have that mindfulness. The both of you have to have that determination and that ambition within your own relationship to succeed and to move along together. Absolutely. So we wish you guys the best and and try to have that conversation like you said. Yes. I think that would definitely work. Well, it's time to get up out of here. Now, uh, don't forget this Saturday, I'm going to be out in Detroit. You know, I do the real estate seminar. So if you're in that area, come on out. There's few, 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 few seats left. Would love to see you. And then next Saturday, which is the 27th, I'll be in Atlanta. So if you want to learn about real estate from people that actually have homes, make money off flipping homes, make money off of rental units, definitely join us. We have everybody there from credit people to financing people to agents to more. So I can't wait to see you guys. Uh, And that's about it. So it's time to get up out of here. Yes. All right. We'll see you guys next week. I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And that was another edition of the Casey Crew. Have a beautiful and blessed day, people. Toodles. Toodles. Get over 50 of your favorite channels like Revolt, BET, Own, VH1, and more. Follow brings you live and on-demand TV, plus unlimited recording for only $20 a month with no contract needed. Follow is available on Roku, Fire TV, Android TV, and Apple TV. To start your free trial, visit philo.tv slash Casey Crew. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash Casey Crew.